save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. You are listening to the Therapy Podcast with your host, Shloimi Balsam. Honest to goodness, I thought that we were done with the self-sanity series, but I was up late at night thinking about it, and I realized that if we did not talk about sleep, we would be remiss. What I'm saying is that sleep is so important to our self-sanity... We are essentially like zombies without it. If you guys have ever gone a day without sleeping, where it's like, you're done, skis. Your stress levels skyrocket, and it's, it's out of control. So, I think this would also be a great way to segue into our actual therapy. You guys are like, oh, you're talking about health. What about my like brain and therapy stuff? So, we're going to get there. I think this is a great way to slide into that because... Uh, Rabbi Victor Miller said that when someone is dealing with depression, whether it's yourself or someone that you care about, the first thing you have to do, step one, is take a nap. Very, very often, the depression is nothing but a lack of sleep. We spoke about dieting and very often similar miscommunication between our body and our minds is that we think that we are hungry, but in fact, we're just thirsty. Take a gigantic glass of water and you realize, wait, I'm not actually craving food anymore. I'm no longer, I'm no longer hungry. And the truth is you weren't. You were just thirsty and your brain was, was sort of tripping and saying, you know, you, you're lacking some input. If you, are, if you are suffering from depression, step one, step one, go to sleep. Why do I need to sleep? Why? What's the point? When you open your eyes in the morning, the sunlight, the light in your room, tells your brain it's time to wake up. As day turns to night, your brain makes a chemical called melatonin. Melatonin is not a drug. It's a chemical in your brain that makes you sleepy. The first part of this podcast is going to discuss why sleep is important, for our mental health and physical health and our self-sanity, actually. A tired person is an insane person. Step two, we're going to discuss a few ways that we can try to get more sleep and enhance our sleep quality. All right, here we go. There are different levels of sleep. I'm sure you guys all heard of REM, rapid eye movement. What actually happens to our brains? We are brain-studying people here at the Therapy Podcast. What goes on in our minds during REM? So before REM, you have NREM, the non-rapid eye movement segment of your sleep activities. Uh, Your brain slows down. You have these little quick bursts of energy, but basically it slows down when you, you start relaxing. And then when you're almost unconscious, your brain jumps into REM, which activates the brain and goes really, really rapidly. 
which is why you get those really intense dreams during REM. Every stage has plays a role in your brain health and taking care of your mind. And uh, you have different activities in different parts of the brain that ramp up and down. It enables better thinking, learning, and memory. Research also has uncovered that brain activity during sleep has profound effects on our emotional and mental health. These are some uh, quotes from the Sleep Foundation org. Understand that what we're doing here is putting our mind to rest. If you uh, were to jog for 12 hours, you're going to forest gump it across America. Your body will collapse. Your mind is a muscle and it's just the same. You need to give it that break. Otherwise, it will get overloaded. And that's when we, we get to the harmful uh, stages of mental health. Insufficient sleep, especially someone who is deficient in REM sleep. It appears that a lack of sleep is especially harmful to the consolidation of positive and emotional content. Your brain, your brain is going through everything that you absorb that day. And if you don't have the time to sift through it, if your brain doesn't have the time to sift through it for you, it can be very harmful to your emotional health. It can influence your mood and your emotional reactivity. Um, and there are actual mental health disorders that include risk of suicide or other not good things. And this is just from sleeping. You know, your mother tells you to go to sleep and you never really, she never told you in how serious it is. But yeah, you actually need sleep to stay healthy. There are studies that show that, you're, that since your brain is on like hyperdrive while you're sleeping, you can actually comprehend a whole lot more in your sleep. And what these studies have done is that they give you a bit of information to memorize, to study, and uh, they give the same information to a control group. And they, on the study group, they have them take a nap in the middle of the study. And the control group does not have that nap. And that nap is, according to the hypothesis, it should be going through those tidbits of information for you and help you memorize and understand them. And the truth, the, the, the truth is that at the end of the study, they found that the people who took that little nap had imbibed that information so much stronger and deeper than the ones that did not. You could check it out. It was a fantastic uh, find. Over 300 million people worldwide, give or take, have depression. As of... April 2017, throw in a little pandemic and a ton of social media bullying and all the other wonderful things that social media does to our emotional health. What are we left with? Probably a little more than 300 million people. A diagnosable, diagnosable depression. These people are sad, hopeless. It feels that way. Around 75% of depressed people show symptoms of insomnia. That is a huge percentage. That is a huge link that we could definitely tackle. That's a tremendous link which we should and are when it's incumbent upon us to uh, address that. Many people with depression also suffer from excessive daytime sleepiness and hypersomnia. That's when you sleep too much. There's a 
tremendous, tremendous uh, coexistence between depression and sleep issues. Historically, sleep problems have been a, con- a consequence of depression. Growing evidence suggests that poor sleep may induce or exacerbate depression. The problem is you can't actually pinpoint what affects the uh, sleep. And you don't know, we have a bidirectional relationship here between the sleep and the depressive symptoms. And they're probably mutually reinforcing. However, if you are sitting in middle of a cast 22 and you have the ability to sever one half of it, in our case, we have depression and we have sleep uh, dysphoria, sleep issues. Now, you might not be able to just become happy, but you could just go to sleep. Sometimes it's as easy as you know, as setting a bedtime. Let's shake it up a little bit more. Anxiety disorders. We have in America about 20% and twenty uh, of adults, 25% of teenagers have anxiety disorders. This includes, you know, in general, general anxiety disorder, social anxiety disorder, panic disorder, specific phobias, obsessive compulsive disorder, and OCD, and post-traumatic stress disorder. There's a strong association between these disorders and sleeping problems. You have worry and fear. They contribute to a state of hyperarousal, and that's when your mind is racing. Hyperarousal is assumed to be the central contributor to insomnia. Sleep problems can be sourced in worries, which creates anticipatory anxiety. And you're trying to fall asleep and you have all this on your mind. That can be something that is affecting your sleep. It also can be linked to bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, ADHD, autism, spectrum disorder, and a whole bunch of other mental conditions. So what are we going to do about it, fellas? What are we going to do? Okay, so with the last couple of minutes that we have, I'm going to share with you a number of tips to help fall asleep. Um, but again, the first thing you have to do is commit. It's always ideal. It's nice to think, you know, it would be great if I could be in bed by you know a certain time. But if you don't actually want to do it and you're not willing to put in the fight against every force that's going to keep you out of bed... It's not going to happen. That I can almost guarantee you. You're not going to accidentally go to sleep earlier than you want to, uh, especially with things happening. Okay, so number one, what do we got? Lower the temperature. When you fall asleep, your your body temperature changes. When you lie down, it cools down. It warms up when you get up. If your room is too warm, it could be you'll have a hard time falling asleep. Uh, if you take a warm bath or shower, that could help speed up your body's temperature changes. Because as your body cools down after your shower, it tells your brain, oh wait, we're cooling down? That sounds like sleep. Um, okay, number two. Use the four, seven, eight breathing method. Uh, what's that, you ask? You ask very good questions. Dr. Andrew Whale. He developed uh, a very simple but very powerful method that promotes calmness and relaxation, especially when you're dealing with something that is being caused by anxiety or any of of those uh, forces. Relaxing is key. So the first, there's uh, six steps. Number one, you place the tip of your tongue behind your upper front teeth. Sort of like saying L 
just behind your teeth. Number two, exhale completely through your mouth and make a whoosh sound. Then you close your mouth and inhale through your nose. While you're inhaling through your nose, you count to four. Hold your breath and count to seven. So we got four, we got seven. Then you open your mouth and exhale completely and make a whoosh sound. And your head, count to eight. Sweet. Uh, and the last step is do that three more times. It really calms you down. Taking those breaths puts you in a state of mind. We spoke about this in meditation, taking control of your subconscious. And breathing is one of the most relaxing things you could do. They say that smoking, very uh, one of the very possible uh, causes for the delight of smoking, the addiction, is the relaxation. People uh, smoke when they're, when they're anxious. And it's very possible that the cigarette has nothing to do with the cure for that anxiety and the ah, I walked hey but I walked out and I was all calm yeah that was just because you had to take deep breaths in order to take to uh, to smoke so do those breaths without the cigarette in your mouth also don't sleep sleep in bed I've heard bad things about that okay uh, this should help you fall asleep pretty quickly uh, just quick shameless plug check out the three minute meditation podcast uh, on all your favorite favorite podcast thingies and uh we're going to try to get a sleeping meditation on there. Number three, get on schedule. More important than how much you sleep. Most important is your consistency. Get yourself on a schedule. Someone who sleeps nine hours could be bombed the next day. And chances are if you normally sleep seven and then one night you sleep nine, you will be bombed the next day. The schedule is the thing that gives you the rest the rested feeling. Your body has its own regulatory system. It's called a circadian rhythm. It's an internal clock that tells your body, hey, it's daytime, be awake. Hey, it's nighttime, go to sleep. If you go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, your internal clock gets on that schedule. It's, it's a real thing. Your internal clock is not just something that, you know, that, that your friend who wakes up at 5 a.m. tells you, oh, no, my body just wakes up. It really does. If you were to wake up 5 o'clock every single day for a week. I don't know. That week is a little short. No, I think a week. Even like three, four days. You'll see. Your body starts waking up at 5 a.m. Even if you only slept, you know, six hours and you're used to eight. But you should really get seven to nine hours each night. Uh, studies show that the optimal sleep for adults is seven to nine hours. But again, it's more about which hours you are sleeping and not how many you can chart. Number four, experience both daylight and darkness. Light influences your body's internal clock. Now that we know about this internal clock, we have to know how to treat it, how to deal with it. When you have irregular light exposure, it can mess up those circadian rhythms. And it'll be hard to fall asleep, and it'll keep you awake. Uh, number five. So again, like, so what does that mean? You have to get out and expose your body to sunlight or artificial light throughout the day. Tell your body when it's daytime. And then at night, make it dark. Five. Practice yoga, meditation, and mindfulness. Those breaths that we had before, things like that, those things calm you down, tells your body to wind down, and it'll also help tremendously with anxiety. Number six, avoid looking at your clock. It's very normal to wake up in the middle of the night. That's fine. Don't look at the clock. 
When you look at the clock, it's like, oh my gosh, it's 4 a.m. I woke up at 4 a.m. Don't look. You woke up in the middle of the night, you went back to sleep. That's totally okay. But looking at the clock will actually deter you from falling back asleep. Number seven, avoid taking naps during the day. Naps are not good for you. If you take a nap every single day on a set schedule, it's not dangerous. It's fine. But, you know, and, and short naps can improve your alertness. And there are there are upsides to it. And if you, if you are bombed, take that power nap. But uh, in a study, they had a study with 440 co college students uh, who weren't sleeping very well, right? And they were taking three or more naps a week. Um, those naps were more than two hours. And those who napped late between 6 and 9 p.m. Those, those naps were destroying their sleep at night. There are other studies that show that your naps have nothing to do with your nighttime sleep. So take it with a grain of salt. But if you, if you think that this may be something that's interfering, tackle it. Cut out those naps. Cut them down. At least regularize, regularize your naps. Give them the same length and at the same time every day. Number eight, watch what you eat and when you eat it. It seems that food you eat before bed may affect your sleep. Having high carbs before bed, bad idea. Um, there is a recent study that shows that high carb diets can help you fall asleep faster, but it's not a good sleep. You'd rather have a high fat meal that will be that will give you your a deeper sleep. The um, you should not eat four hours before a bed. I think the average, average person goes to sleep, you know, somewhere between 10 and 12. That means you should not be eating somewhere between six and eight, right? Um, I know someone who dropped 70, 80 pounds because he stopped eating at night. I mean, true this, he was eating cake at night, but still, like, that's an insane, and he wasn't like a huge person. He just like, he actually skinned out because he, he stopped eating at night. And I'm sure he slept better. That's... Okay, that's not our top subject. Number nine, listen to relaxing music. Listen to some meditation. Um, there was a, a study that showed that being exposed to soothing music for 45 minutes at bedtime gives produces restful and deeper sleep. And they compared it to other people whose sleep was not as peaceful. So have some restful music to, to calm your body down. Again, you're sending messages to your mind. Now it's nappy time. Uh, exercise during the day, running, hiking, cycling, tennis, anything that we spoke about the other day, the more exercise you get increases your serotonin and it decreases your cortisol, which is your stress hormone. It is a good thing. Get comfortable, number 11. If you have if you have an uncomfortable mattress, pillow situation, make, make your bed a comfortable place that, you know, you're going to be spending a large chunk of your life in there. So make it comfortable. Turn off all your electronics. Uh, this is, this is by far my favorite. Using electronics like that at night is terrible, terrible for your sleep. Watching TV, playing video games, using your cell phone, social networking. It can make it significantly har harder for you to fall and stay asleep. Uh, electronic devices emit a blue light, which can suppress melatonin. It keeps your mind active and engaged and you need your mind to be calming down. Do not look at your phone. You could always uh, do things like aromatherapy. You can practice writing before bed. That's something that calms your mind down. Limit caffeine and drink a soothing beverage. Um, chocolate, sodas, uh, coffee, energy drinks. Stay away from those. 
If someone, if you, if that's, th that'll be your first step. Cut out soda for a day. See how you sleep that night. Uh, have a decaf coffee. Do not have any of these drinks at least six hours before you go to bed. In sleeping position, go to sleep on your left. You're supposed to wake up on your right. If you are having sleeping issues, change your position. Reading something, I don't know about you, I pick up a book and I conk out. So use that power to uh, sleep some more. Counting sheep, it's not just the counting that makes you tired. It's because sheep are lovely. Think of something that makes you happy and that'll trigger up some wonderful dreams. Picturing and concentrating on an environment that makes you feel peaceful and relaxed can take your mind away from the thoughts that are keeping you up. Go to your happy place. And number 20, try sleep-enhancing supplements. This, this is obviously all the way at the end of the list because this is a last resort. We do not want to be imbibing anything that we don't have to. Again, my whole like theory of therapy and self-health is to avoid the bucket of drugs. Don't go to the bucket of pills. So if this is something that you need, you feel like that nothing else is working, do the other things first. Do the natural home remedies first. And if that still doesn't work, then yeah, look into melatonin, something that is not too aggressive and uh, can help you sleep. If that's all that it takes, then that, that, that can be a wonderful idea. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please email me with your thoughts, comments, and questions at askmetherapy at gmail.com. It's spelled the way those words are spelled. Thank you so much for listening. Get some rest and I'll see you soon. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.